0: reality tv is the greatest form of entertainment on television
1: today listen to rapaport's reality with me kibi Rappaport, and
0: me michael rapaport on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your
2: podcast it's brand new season two
6: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: That's right.
5: Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. Our next guest is breaking barriers and changing perceptions of women of color in the spirits industry across the whole entire world. She is a global head of marketing spirits at Combs Enterprises. She has worked with some of the biggest brands in the spirit industry, including Diageo, Hennessy, Bacardi, and now of course, Ciroc and Deleon. Money movers, please welcome the marketing powerhouse, Ingrid Best to the podcast.
7: Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much, Tanya. That was that was a great intro, girl. I'll take it, I'll oh, take it sh-
5: Girl, <laughs> this podcast is about giving accolades and flowers to people when they're due, and you deserve all of that. It is such an honor and pleasure to have you on the podcast today. So we welcome you with open arms.
7: Thank you. It's really good to be here. And listen, I am so impressed by the work that you all are doing at Greenwood. Big, big fan. And so I I, I I couldn't turn this opportunity down.
5: So oh, good to be thank here. you, sis. Thank you. Well, I'm going to start off by saying you are such an inspiring woman. I love having boss women on the podcast. We had a whole separate edition of that. So I'm really excited to share your story and this incredible journey that you've been on for, you know, a couple of years in this industry. So mm-hmm. can we start at the beginning? Because I think, you know, one of the things that I love to convey is that, you know, nobody is really an overnight success and you have a great story of starting from the bottom. Now you're here. So if you could start off with, how did Ingrid get here?
7: Yeah, 20 years in this game. Um, and you're right. You, you do not start at, where you are at 20 years in right you start someplace so I started as an ambassador you know I had a friend say to me you would be great in the spirits business you know and you should look into it it was one of those Um, I've been in the music industry for a few years as a street promoter I was damn good at it and you know but the music industry was changing things were really going digital and, and things were just changing and so I went online to Craigslist. That's what we used to do back in the day, right? To look for jobs unless someone it. was like connecting us. And there was a there was an ad to launch a Spears brand. And I was like, this is what they were talking about. And I got a call and next thing you know, I got the gig to launch a brand actually for Diageo, a high end run brand as an ambassador. I killed it. And I realized I said this this industry feels right. I really like this. Yeah. And that's where my career started as an ambassador. And then I just went on, you know, reputation and relationships and ambition, of course worked for some of the biggest suppliers in the world as you mentioned and now I am overseeing and running the spirits division for Sean Love Combs which is a dream come true for me you know he's really been the pioneer in this business for black and brown people and so so to sit side by side with him 20 years you know after entering this business is something really special
5: Wow, I mean, what an incredible trajectory! Because you think about it, like as a street promoter, like the hustle it took, especially the game was so different then, right? Like when we, people were handing out flyers saying, "Come to this event," here's an activation. Um, so, like your hustle, that do you feel like that really informed you know your work ethic as you moved forward through the industry? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot
7: of things that we do now, you know, some of the pivots we had to make because of the pandemic, for instance, Yeah, I had to dig back and think about what were the things that we were doing when we didn't have access or reach or, right? Like where you just have to kind of get gritty and think outside the box. So it's certainly informed. I think my career as a whole, it's informed the fact that like, People just want you to tell the truth in yes. your marketing. People just want yes. you to be relatable. They want to be, you know, they want you to be accessible. And a lot of that I learned through street promotions. I really I really did. And I'm really grateful to that experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I, 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 I literally pull a lot of that game into, into how I manage the business today.
5: Yeah. So like even talk about, you know, your experience as a woman of color, a woman of color, sorry, in the spirits industry, you know, typically before moguls like um, Puff when, with his Sirac and Delion, you know, it was typically a very white ownership industry. How was it breaking in in those early days?
7: It wasn't easy. Um, there weren't a lot of people that looked like me. I tell this story all the time. There were very few. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the few people that I saw that looked like me weren't, you know, wasn't seats at the table, yeah. wasn't decision makers, wasn't hiring, you know, people who were making hiring decisions, which you need, right? To, to be able to break in industries, different industries at times. So it, it wasn't easy. However, because, you know, the landscape of the consumer was starting Mm. to be much more multicultural black and brown you you have to have someone that can inform you on how to speak to us and what to do and so i really leaned into that i leaned into understanding that i was a commodity to a lot of these companies uh, that really needed to get their hiring practices together let's just say what what it is right because there just wasn't enough of us so not easy but I took it as an opportunity, right? I took the challenge as an opportunity to really uh, really, really, make a difference, I think, in the, in the industry that I grew to love. But yep. definitely not easy, not a lot of people that looked, that looked like you and I when, I when I got started. And that's part of my commitment today and why my entire
5: team looks like you and I. You know, and I love that because oftentimes I work, you know, deeply into the startup and tech world and I'll get messages from women, you know, across the country being like, how did you break in? There's nobody that looks like me. And so when you hear your story, you realize like, look, sometimes you're just going to have to find a mentor that doesn't look like you. But, you know, as soon as more and more of us get into those environments, we're pulling up others behind us. And so 20 years later, you know, you're now building the companies that are employing so many women, so many people of color and we've changed the world.
7: Yeah, yeah. You know, allyship is real. So I want to go back to your point around, like, sometimes you do have to tap into people that maybe don't look like you, but get it, right? That they can lend a hand. So allyship is a real thing. And I've had, I've experienced allyship, folks that are not black and brown that see that there's a bit more of a challenge for me to navigate and move. But then, you know, when you can have someone that, understands you, mm-hmm. looks like you, is willing to have those conversations that you often need to have. It's priceless, right? Totally. And you do find yourself in 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 a in a different position. So for instance, the position that I'm in now, head of marketing, you know, e- executive vice president, that is because of Sean Love Combs. Yeah. That is not because, you know, some of the other organizations that I've worked for in corporate America thought that I was fit to be in that role. Yeah. And and so there is a difference when you're working with your people. They see you differently, right? And yes, it is our duty to go back and um, extend that same hand the way that someone has extended it to you. So, And that's what I'm doing.
5: I love it, I love it. You are, it's, I mean, it's incredible to see. So let's talk a little bit now. You're at this huge brand, you're working for you know, an icon like Sean um, Diddy Combs, and he and you, of course, have been both responsible for creating some of the most no- well-known liquor brands across the world. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's overinflated to call you a marketing genius.
7: You know, recently I've had a few people, I actually had one of my agency partners say to me the other day, girl, you were on you were on a roll on that call the other yes. day. Yes. You, you're a genius. And I was like, I like that. I like how that sounds. I mean, I think we all need to step into our power yes. our greatness, and feel comfortable being able to talk about ourselves that way. So yeah, I'd like to think that I am a powerhouse when it comes to marketing. I am a powerhouse when it comes to creating and, and connecting the dots. Um, and, and I'm creating brands that, that right. are
5: like household names. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's something so special, you know, because it's not just it's not just in our own community. It's in white communities. I mean, I've traveled all over the world and you can find Ciroc, you can find Delion. So I just think there's there's so much inspiration in that and to be able to share your story and tell so many because there's so many women right now who are trying to start brands or businesses. So I'm wondering if you can sort of share um, some of the stories that you know, you've accumulated over the years about building these brands, just some tips and pointers.
7: Yeah. You know, I think the first thing, it goes back to my early days of street promotions. Like I was an intern. I talk about this a lot, right? Finding ways to get close to the things that you're passionate about, Mm. right? You got to immerse yourself to think that you can like love something, but not get close to it and then master it. It's a little backwards. So yeah. I think the first advice to any woman or man that's aspiring to do to be an entrepreneur or to break into a business is like figure out ways to get close. And that may mean that you're not necessarily getting paid, mm-hmm. but that you're being paid through experience. So find ways to get close would be my first advice. And I did that. And that internship that I had under sway, I still revert back to some of the experiences that I had. And that was many years ago. That was many more years than 20. Right. So it's, it's get close, get as close to it, live it and breathe it as you can, you know, live and breathe it as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Don't do anything you're not passionate about. I mean, people (sighs) will hear me say this over and over again. Yes. You're going to have things that you're like, I like that. It's cool. But do you love it? Are you willing to be relentless about it? Are you willing to do it day and night? Does it make you excited? Does it fit into your five, your 10, your 15 year plan? And things change. Don't get me wrong. But you do need to be passionate about the thing that you're saying you're going to invest your time in. And if you're not, be okay with shifting and changing. Be okay with that. You know? That's great advice. I think that's a big one. I think a lot of people don't realize you can reinvent yourself as many times as you want to. Oh yeah,
5: absolutely. And you know what- But only do it if you're passionate about what you're reinventing yourself about, you know? And these are the type of conversations that I love because they hit so much harder the older you get. And so I honestly wish that people had just pummeled them into me the the younger I was because you hear it and it just seems like this really high level advice. (laughs) But the world is so changed now where you see people who are so young following their passions. And I'm just telling, like I just tell them over and over again, you are on the right track. If this is what gets you up in the morning, like I promise you just keep going. And, you know, the money comes after that because it's just, you're on this... uh, authentic pathway. It's this roadway, and it's a, it's an amazing place to be.
7: Right, right. Yeah, the money's going to come. You, you just, you have to do the work, become an expert, get close to the right people, assemble your team. I tell people all the time, mm-hmm. I've always had a team, whether... It's the team of my girlfriends who are inspiring me in a certain way, yes. right? Whether, right? Like you've, you've got to have people assemble your team, assemble your toolkit that's going to help you, you know, go after the things that you're trying to go after. Yeah. Uh, you have to. You can't do it alone. I, I'm not, I don't know too many people that are really, really no. successful on their
2: own. I just don't. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer.
0: As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why?
1: It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriend's Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles.
3: Listen to Woke App Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: So you've seen dramatic changes in the marketing industry. You know, there was at one point it was magazines and it was ads. Now we transitioned to digital. And now we're in this like new era of Instagram and social media marketing. Um what do you feel like are the best tools right now for companies to reach their audience?
7: Oh, there's so many. You know, listen, the world of social media is fascinating. Yeah. And it, you know, for some would say it's a necessary evil. Not everyone is using social media for the right thing. Not everyone is keeping it real on social media. Some of it is about fantasy, right? It's feeding people what what they think they maybe want or what they need in the moment. But certainly I think social media is a a big one. I still think radio is a great avenue. Write that down, y'all. And and that could be because that was such a part of my early career that I understand radio, but I do think that there's still tons going on in that space. There's a lot of non-traditional, stuff going on like advertising through mediums like pinterest right who knew that? like as people are building these boards you can also be feeding them in the things that you want to be want to um, create an interest in right yeah so i never think of pinterest
5: i feel like you're totally putting me on to stuff now
7: yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's that's a great avenue. I would definitely say like streaming, right? Like TV, people are watching TV maybe a little less in a traditional way mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. are watching TV in, in a, a diverse kind of a way. So I would definitely say, you know, streaming television, if you have budgets.
5: If you, you have budgets. No, we, so we want to like hear, hear the whole gamut.
7: Budget, right, 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 then you do that. But I also just think that like, um, folks who are bullish about creating their own content on social media, because we can take it back to just the everyday entrepreneur, Yeah, you know, get creative about what you're showing people do. Storytell, be willing to storytell. I think is, is, is a big one for the, the more smaller, more, you know, boutique entrepreneur. Yeah. Do, 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 do exercises in storytelling. People love stories. That's what our business, our business is one big story. These brands have origins. They come from a place, you know, then they're connected to folks like, you know, Sean love combs. And then they're connected to folks like me. It's all storytelling. I think that the, the biggest avenue for
5: brands these days is tell a story. Tell the story. Right? Tell Don't the story. Lazy.
7: Tell a story about your brand.
5: Yeah, and you know, I think like part of that too is like be real with your stories. You know, yes. you you can't. People smell a fake from five miles away, right? And yeah. so just be yourself. <laughs> Whatever your brand is, like just be yourself. Yeah,
7: you know, my one of my colleagues, Dion, he always says we just have to tell the truth. Just tell our story. And I'll tell you, for us. In the way we approach, our, you know, the marketing for our brands and you know what we want to do—it's all rooted in our truth. It's mm-hmm. all rooted in 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 just really telling the truth. So that that's such a powerful point that you make. Yeah, tell the truth. Tell Sometimes the truth. you don't need all the frills. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm an interp- I'm an entrepreneur. This is why this business is important to me. This is why you're important to me. You know, just tell people what you need from them.
5: <laughs> and they're, they're really receptive to it. I love that part about it. They're super receptive to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Right. Um, all right, Ingrid. We just, we, you know, Ingrid, the world is on the tail end, or maybe the beginning, I'm not really sure, of a global crisis in the pandemic. How did this affect your business? And what was it like in March when we realized the world was going to shut down for not just, you know, the business at Chirac, Ciroc and Deleon, but for the spirits industry in general?
7: Yeah, you know, I started this job in the pandemic. Oh. I started this job eight days before the world went on a shutdown. No. Yes. And so I will tell you going back to that like creating opportunity, like challenge, opportunity, challenge opportunity. I literally I remember sitting thinking, okay. Put on put on your big girl pants because (laughs) you're going to have to create opportunity out of this. You've never been in a pandemic. You don't know what that looks like. You don't know how that's going to impact your business. The first thing I want to tell you is that there were so many people, bartenders, waitstaffs, DJs, owners and operators, their businesses stopped. Yep. And so the first thing was also just thinking about like, how do you help people? What do you do in this crisis to help people? You also wanted to think about like frontline workers. So it it, it, it became less about like, what does the brand need? Yes. And it's like, how, does, how do we use our platform to make sure that we're addressing what the world needs wow. first and then thinking about the brand? Yep. And so one of the things we did early on we did a dance-a-thon. Um, Diddy oh, did a yes. dance-a-thon. Yes. And we yes. raised, I think, close to $5 million from that dance-a-thon. He had all his, his friends. His sons.
5: And you know yeah. I, was, yeah, I, I mean, I was in who? there dancing
7: yeah you know who his friends are right showed up raised money for frontline workers and that was all powered by our brands that was something that we came together as a marketing group and said this is the right thing to do and you know and it was all his idea he goes guys i'm a dance we're going to raise money and that's you don't typically necessarily have to be thinking about that as a liquor brand right we then went on to partner with different organizations around lots of the people who were out of work and thinking about how do we help some of these people how do we get them back to work how do we get them doing social content right take them these people were typically behind the bar okay we'll set up bars in your house and let's do some content around bartending so there was a lot of that that we had to do first but then after that we unleashed you know a series of incredible gifting Award winning gifting that people were like, this stuff is showing up to my house. It's incredible. And we became the talk of the town for our gifting. We also sponsored Versus. Another just really a a, a moment in time, a historical moment in time where, you know, Swizz and Tim, brilliant, they're brilliant to say, we're going to bring this to your home. We wow. want to figure this out. We're going to use social media and figure it out. And, and, and you know, I got a call from my boss and he said, make it happen. This is the thing we need to be bringing to people's homes. So we, I would like to say we did a good job pivoting. You, you know, did. Not only, yeah, not only did we do good, right? And we, we made sure that we were a- available to the people that we needed to be available to and showing up. But we also had fun. And I'll tell you, our brands are growing double digits.
5: Double people digits. Are
7: loving the brands. We are loving our people, and a lot of it was just because we knew how to show up during a really difficult time in a real way. Right, going back to the like telling telling the truth. Yeah, we just did it in a in a very real way. There was a beautiful synergy between our brands and verses. They wow. made sense. Right. Those were so, really
5: impactful. You know, from the danceathon. I forgot about that. I mean, I guess we've been sort of in the midst of this pandemic for almost two years, but I definitely remember that. And it just was a good vibes feeling, you know, that yeah. there's a give back, you know, it was providing entertainment, which we all deeply, deeply craved. And, you know, it was a weird way to connect, but we were all used to it through our screens and stuff, but it was meaningful. It
7: was meaningful, right? And it's and it's the stuff that you're proud about, right? As a liquor company, I have lots, you know, I have a lot of social responsibility. Mm -hmm. You can be fun brands, you can be brands that have social responsibility and still do things that are anchored in a purpose, you know? And so for me, the pivot in in the pandemic was a lot of like, how do we anchor ourselves because we have a platform to do it, but then how do we also just have fun responsibly? Right, yeah. um, and I think Versus was a real example of that. Our gifting is a real example of that. You know, t- tapping different people, have fun, post the bottle, do your thing. We're, you know, like just l- let's 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 not be too serious in a time that's very very serious. Let's find a yes. way to still have our joy, right? And so we did that, and I'm super proud of it. I'm super proud of my team. And again, our brands are growing. We're doing well. And we love our consumer, and I think our consumer can feel that from yes. the work that we're
5: doing. Well, we feel like this is truly a product, and I think more and more, that was created with us in mind, right? You know, there's right. been so many other products that we buy, and I think there's this narrative, especially with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter, where, you know, we're the consumers of somebody else's product. But this right. was really made by somebody who understand understood us in our Black communities, in our brown communities, and was like, yeah, let's have a good time. We're responsible with it, but this was created right. for us. And th- there's yeah. so much power in that now.
7: There is, and I think, you know, uh, Diddy has certainly been an example of like, I'm going to take my seat at the table, and then I'm going to, you know, make sure that I'm bringing folks along. And, you know, I will tell you that the industry as a whole is growing. There's far more Black-owned brands as a result of him, you know, Creating that way with the first deal with Ciroc, and then subsequently being, you know, a black man to actually own his own tequila. There are tons of brands now that you know that we're all seeing that are owned by by black people. Yeah. Um, I think more and more companies understand you have to have people that look like us making decisions. Yes, you have to. It's yeah. imperative. And I'll tell you, the industry is watching. My team, I mean, we are doing things as seven black women.
5: Oh my gosh, so your team has seven black women? Seven black women. Wow, ooh, that gives me goosebumps. Yeah, my marketing
7: team is seven black women. And listen, I tell people all the time, they're not on my team just because they're black. No. They're on my team because they're really incredible marketers. They are the best of the best. I say yeah. it all the time. And, and they black, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And we work together. We love each other. We're a family. And, and it shows, again, in the work. We, we know what events to connect with, right, in an authentic way. We know the events that sometimes just need support. Yes. You still have a lot of folks doing things that simply just need an additional arm to help them get it off the ground. So going back to that entrepreneurship and connecting with the right folks and, you know, all that kind of a thing, you know, our brand is showing up for people because we know what, pe- we know what our people need.
5: Absolutely. You know? you know, it's really funny because here in Atlanta, there's a couple of like pocket companies that were built maybe 20 years ago in the tech space and, you know, 20, fast forward 20 years, they've all gone on to create all these spinoffs. And so everyone will like, if you make a web of like, it was the ISS mafia, they're all doing all these other things. And I think it's really similar with Diageo because I remember um, being in New York in like 2010 and so many of my friends worked for Diageo, worked for spirit companies. And it's just, they've spread and grown into these incredibly powerful positions. Right, And oftentimes, like people talk about networking and how you meet people, but I often say like your best allies are your contemporaries around you. And fast forward 10 years, like those people are going to be 10 years up the ladder like you and you can pick up the phone, you can call them. And that's how you build a team of superstars.
7: Right. Yeah, Yeah. no, totally. And I think a lot of it, too, for many of us who have navigated corporate America, you get to a point also where you're just like, I'm really good. Yeah. Right. Like I'm really, really good. And I'm going to go and do my thing. Like now it's time for me to do my thing. And the hope is that those of us that have done that, that we go back and grab people in the process. Yeah, right. Absolutely. It, it's so important. And it goes back to what we were saying before, you know, in, in, in how you approach your business and how you build your business, make sure you have a good team. Make sure you're, you're building good people around you. And you may be a very small business, but make sure if you, if you're a small business and you just need one good advisor, make sure it's that friend that's yes. going to give you the best advice. It's going to tell you the truth about your business. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's uh it's, it's a good time. In the midst of, I think, challenging times, because we can't say everything is all good. Right. But if we can do good in our respective ways to do good, which is what you all are doing at Greenwood Bank, right? I'll try. Is it, like, that's all we could do. Yep, yep. You know, is do our part.
5: And, you know, I think like Greenwood's a perfect example, because if you look at our founders, you know, they've had some success and here they are pouring it back into the community. And, you know, this isn't a philanthropic effort, but it's also it's altruism. It comes from a really good place. And the same can be said for the work that you do. The same could be said for the work that Sean does. And I think it's a beautiful thing because the impact of it will just be so much greater.
7: Yeah, yeah. It is generational. It's generational. The impact is generational. The work... That we're doing is generational. Certainly, when you're talking about our wealth, yeah. right? So even you know, when I think about my role, part of what attracted me to, amongst many, you know, amongst sitting next to an icon, yeah. one of the things that really attracted me was his track record for having black women at the helm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
7: I wanted to continue that legacy of having black women leading the marketing efforts alongside him, and I will eventually have someone under me that I will hand this thing off to right and that's right that's that cycle that we should all be pouring into it's it's imperative we have to and I think when we think about businesses when you talk about what are some of the advices that you could give you know uh, maybe a small business owner or somebody thinking about you know what they should be doing think about that what's the yeah. legacy if you're entering into something is it legacy work yes yes Right, and we all should be. We should be challenging ourselves if that's important to you.
5: If that's important, and I would to like you. to
7: think anyone black and brown legacy work should be important.
5: Absolutely, to us. absolutely. <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh! Well, Ingrid, you are already leaving such a legacy behind, mm-hmm. and there's so much more to go. Tell us what's next for Ingrid Best 3.0. <laughs> Ingrid Best 3.0 to continue to uh,
7: represent Black and Brown people in the spirits industry. I realize that marketing genius, cool, I'll take that. But yes. my purpose is really rooted, right, yeah. in making sure that we have a voice in this business. Continuing to do the work that I think, you know, Diddy set out to do, right, many years ago. So continuing, keeping that ball going and then you know listen i have ambitions to one day own my own brand yes. and he's very supportive of absolutely. that absolutely and you know that ownership thing taking all of the know-how that i've compiled from you know building incredible marketing campaigns and helping other brands and other companies and you know and and sharing that with with the world so eventually i
5: think Ingrid 3.0 is my own brand right Absolutely. And do you, now team. i want you to spill all the secrets is it in the liquor industry is it in something completely different or maybe more than one i don't know what do you think you know
7: definitely in the liquor industry because it's what i'm good at and yeah. what I'm passionate about right back to those tips that i shared earlier so i'm good at it i love it I'm you know there's far more that I want to pour into it so yes definitely in this business but then I also like there's a lot of other things that I'm passionate about as well art is yep. something that I'm very passionate about I'm an art collector so you know how do I help that industry make sure that again we're getting we're getting our fair piece yes. not just that artists but as collectors and gallery owners and so on and so forth you know mentorship is is hugely important to me you know big big dreams and goals down the road is you know is there a mentorship center how do we help people you know really really develop mentorship programs and internship programs because i think people don't really realize that like mentorship is as easy as like just take a call just take a call you know what it's so
5: funny because I remember I was, I was listening to a panel, I mean, years ago and this one woman said she was like, she worked corporate and she was like, you know, people were asking for tips on how to be a good mentor. And she said, I always return a woman's call first. I don't care if it's a cold call. I don't, she's like, that's the little thing. And it was such a small nuance. You know, but she was like in the corporate world. Like men call each other back first. They put this, and she was, and it was just like small things like that. But mentorship is—it seems really easy, but it feels like a, a hard thing for a lot of people to find and authentically connect with someone who can really help them for the long for the in the long term.
7: Yeah, yeah. it is. They're, it's hard. They're, it is. It's it's become difficult, right? Yeah. Finding internships, finding mentors, find, like it's it's be, and that's because we're busy, right? There's a lot going on. But you know, down the road, I, I would I would love to whether it's help people develop. Yeah. What does a mentorship and an internship program look like? It doesn't have to be that difficult yeah. and cumbersome.
5: Yeah. Right? We just have to make ourselves Available. Oh, right? I love that. It's already got my so, mind going because it's so many different things, you know, on like, is it us saying, okay, we're going to put in a couple interns in low level, whether it's the sites, it's, is there a data bank for it? It's, that's a great idea.
7: Yeah. 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 So I, there's, there's a lot of, right. There's a lot of things that I think I have ambitions to do, but certainly I'm in the Spears business now. My ambitions currently are continue to drive, you know, uh, Sorok and De Leon lead this in beautiful beautiful, incredible team of yeah. black and brown people. And just to continue to be a voice in this business, the way you all are in a, a voice, right. In, in, in the financial sector, in the wealth sector, in the banking sector, we need Thank people you. who are willing to say, I'm going to be a voice for this thing. Right. Yeah. And so for now I'm, I'm a voice in this thing, this spirits business that i Yes.
5: Well, thank you so much, Ingrid. You are so inspiring and please continue to be the marketing maven that you are. We are all watching you and the brand grow and we're so proud of it. And we're so grateful um, that we have pioneers like yourself in the industry. And I just hope that so many that tuned in were inspired by your journey and got to hear more about you and what you've accomplished because it's no small feat.
7: Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, huge fans. Can't wait to have an account. That's yes. a shameless look, and I just anything you guys ever need, let me know. I appreciate it. Got to it. All you entrepreneurs, young people, anyone who's just trying to figure this thing out, keep going. Well, that's, Ingrid, that's before that's we, we leave, yes,
5: please tell our money Mo- money movers audience where they can find you on social media, um, and also where they can buy Ciroc and Delion. Okay. Well, you can
7: find me on Instagram at Miss underscore i best that's miss underscore i best or you can find me on linkedin just my name, first and last name, Ingrid Best. You can also see my background for anyone who's just like curious, awesome. right? Yeah. How did she do it? So LinkedIn is a great place to see that. And then Sirac and De Leon, you could buy it at your local stores. Okay. You can also order it online. It is available.
5: Perfect. Uh, De Leon
7: is, is an absolutely beautiful tequila.
5: I'm into it. Well, it's happy hour somewhere. So yes. let's get <laughs> off this. Let's get off this podcast and pour ourselves a drink. Thank you so much, Ingrid. And uh, we will chat again soon have a great evening thank you so much you too and thanks to the whole greenwood team thank you so much for tuning in money moves audience if you want more or a recap of this episode please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the money moves podcast blog money moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by greenwood executive produced by sunwise media inc For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast.
1: We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room.
0: We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
1: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and
0: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: It's brand new, season two.
6: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: That's right.
6: That's
4: right. Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles.